an interdisciplinary approach to cybersecurity involving technical and non-technical expertise can prove controversial. Remember the brouhaha this past summer caused by remarks made by Michael Daniel to describe his job as White House cybersecurity coordinator and special assistant to the president? You have to start to develop a broad sense of the kinds of technology that's available, but you don't have to be a coder in order to really do well in this position. Uh, in fact, actually, I think being too down in the weeds at the technical level could actually be a little bit of a distraction in that sense. Too down in the weeds to be a distraction. Those comments in an interview I had with Daniel went viral, and he came under attack from some highly regarded cybersecurity professionals for what they saw as him bragging about his lack of technical know-how. Others defended Daniel, accepting the explanation he gave. At a very fundamental level, cybersecurity is not just about the technology, but it's also about the economics of cybersecurity, why companies choose to invest the way they invest. It's about the psychology of cybersecurity, the fact that, you know, one of my sayings is that expediency trumps cybersecurity every time, meaning that, that people will prioritize convenience over being secure many times. And so you need to have the understanding of those kinds of factors, the psychology, the economics, the broad policy, the politics, with a little p in addition to the technology. And so you need to be more of a generalist than having a lot of expertise, particularly in, in uh, the technological side, in order to actually succeed well in this area. Now, Daniel was speaking about his job, but he makes a legitimate point about the need for organizations, whether in or out of government, to create a cybersecurity team that includes non-technologists. That's something Robin Montana Williams thinks about. He's the chief of the National Cybersecurity Education and Awareness Branch, of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. And among his responsibilities is identifying IT security positions that require technical and non-technical skills. Cybersecurity is more than just a technical career field. And in order to be at that top level or to be successful in defending against the threat, you really need to assemble a multidisciplinary team. A successful cybersecurity professional has to understand and see things through the eyes of the adversary. What are their motives? You know, what cultural things relate to why would they why are they attacking you? Why what do you have that they're interested in? What strengths and weaknesses do they have? So it's more than just on the technical side because what we have to understand that this is very much a human problem and that cybersecurity is a is a, a new domain that humans are doing things good and bad in. To understand the adversary, you have to do, you have to do more than understand the code, the tool. You, you need to understand why they're doing it so that the team has to look at it from a multidisciplinary area. Talk about a team. How important is it for a non-technical person who could understand motivation of why people do things having to understand how to code? They would be part of that multidisciplinary team. They they won't they may not necessarily have to be have, have to have uber skills. They have to know and understand some maybe some of the basics within the profession. But you know the profession is so large and and is so technical also and and broad in its scope that you really need to have a a, a team. It's a team concept. Admiral Rogers said it the other day that cybersecurity is the ultimate team sport. He is dead on correct. You need to assemble teams to address this problem that have those uber-technical skill sets, have that understanding of the human dynamic, understand policy, understand law. So the field needs to have all those, all that capability within it, because it is a multidisciplinary field. 
Among the skills Williams identifies a cybersecurity team requires include the ability to explain the benefit of IT security investments to an organization's top executives and board of directors. One of the things that's critically important is, and, and where I think we've had a real shortfall in getting a national buy-in for the need for cybersecurity, to getting companies into thinking that this is something that needs to be part of their risk management approach, uh, the cyber professional has been unable to communicate. And so having communication skills, being able to articulate very clearly that the return on investment that you'll get by protecting information in front of an attack far outweighs the, the cost of you know an attack which not only would maybe maybe be financially cost but it would, would destroy your brand name. The folks who have do this as a profession have not been able to articulate clearly to the folks that make the decisions, hold the checkbooks, what the threat really is. And so that really involves not only having technical skills, but be able to communicate those and understand the business aspect of this. And so one of the things, at least at the master's level, that we're highly encouraging are MBAs in information assurance, management degrees in information assurance, law degrees in information law, you know, our cyber law, provide that broader management scope. But Williams says it's not just financial expertise a cybersecurity team needs. We need psychologists, surprisingly. We need anthropologists. We need folks who have a good understanding of culture in this career field. We need people with good writing skills and communication skills to write policy and things like that. Another one is IO psychologists, industrial organizational psychologists in particular. Industrial organizational psychologists understand or study really work, the behaviors in the workplace and what motivates people to do certain things. So specifically when you're looking at things like insider threats and those types of things and, and also the workforce development and how do you educate and train people to, to, to adopt new workplace behaviors, the IO psychologist is a very important uh, part of that process. Behaviorists also can be employed to help organizations understand cyber adversaries, as defense contractor Lockheed Martin did in building a honeypot to fool Chinese hackers who were trying to pilfer plans for the F-15 fighter jet. The one-time cybersecurity director of that project, Garrett Moravik, explains how Lockheed Martin turned to a team of psychology professors for help. So we started working closely with the University of Maryland Psychology Department and had 22 of their professors who were doing different research and brought those 22 professors to Lockheed Martin and said, are there aspects of your research that we could leverage that wouldn't require you to change your research, but maybe just bend the bar on your research thinking that we could leverage within our toolkit for what we called at that time, wilderness of mirrors. And the wilderness of mirrors essentially was, are we taking this kind of strategy and impeding our adversary's ability to uh, conduct a reconnaissance or exfiltrate or disrupt our networks? And we were finding that that was very successful. So we started deploying this wilderness of mirrors toolkit on the F-35 program and found that it uh, was bringing great value at very little cost. As IT security thought leaders seek new cyber defenses, they're increasingly collaborating with technologists and non-technologists. Army Colonel Greg Conti leads the Army Cyber Institute, a think tank based at West Point, with the goal of identifying ways to defend not just military and government IT, 
the critical systems used by businesses and non-governmental and non-military organizations. We're trying to build a, an interdisciplinary team here that can help provide a catalyst for, for real solutions. I consider myself a technologist at heart, a computer scientist, and I want to reach for my software hammer to fix problems, to code, to fix things in code. And then I have friends who, in the legal community, they, they reach for law or policy community, they reach for policy. Ultimately, to get at real solutions, I think it's going to be a combination of many disciplines, including technology, policy, and law, which are the usual suspects. For example, ethics, right? Privacy, civil liberties, computer ethics have been, proved themselves to be very important. So what's the, the right information? That, what should we be teaching people about cyberspace, cyber operations, and computer security in terms of ethics? Obviously, math, crypt cryptography. I mean, it, we really did a, a nice uh, analysis of computer security slash cyber operations, cyber security, and the intersection with various disciplines. And really, we found an intersection with just about every discipline, and not just trivial, I mean, meaningful, like psychology. You think of phishing resistance, right, to phishing attacks, or resistance to social engineering. In systems engineering, the idea of that an attacker will probe the perimeter of a system history, that if you look back, there are people who specialize in the history of technology and the history of intelligence. There's a, a great many lessons that have been learned through the course of history that we can then apply to the present. The list, I think, just goes on and on. And what we're trying to do is bring together those diverse teams in a powerful way that's never been done before. And it's not just think tanks or defense contractors or even the White House that need to take an interdisciplinary approach to cybersecurity. It's a factor all organizations must consider. Technical know-how is crucial to build a cyber defense, but it's not the only skill needed. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro.